I have something slightly embarrassing to confess to you, Spencer. Yes. Not too long before you came over, I was cutting my toenails. Okay. Now I'm already kind of an animal. Yeah. <laughs> because I was cutting my toenails with like the dog and cat toenail clippers that like that's what Mindy uses for the animals. <laughs> <laughs> I just that's the only one that was around. That's what I was using. Whatever. Now, depending on how well I do, and usually it's a shit job. Uh, sometimes I don't get like an ingrown to- toenail, but like it'll start on my big toe. Like I can feel on the top, it'll start hurting because I didn't cut it good enough last time. And like I left a sharp edge mm-hmm. and then it starts growing. So I had that. So I'm trying to like get the clippers in there to try to get this edge out. I just mm-hmm. can't get in there. And I, I glance over at my coffee table and there was a knife sitting there. Oh God. Like, a little, like an old <laughs> steak knife. <laughs> and uh, as I'm fucking digging into my toe. I'm reminded that I did this before and I botched it. And then all of a sudden it occurs to me, I'm using a toe knife <laughs> just like Danny DeVito and then it's always Sunday when he plays Frank Reynolds. The gross toe, no- toe knife. But it, it does fit perfect, so I know what he's been doing this whole time. He's not just getting gunk out of his toe. He's trying to get his, you know. Uh, just don't just don't jab yourself like he does with that thing. I did. I botched it. Not this time, but last time. I remember I cut my toe. I was like, ah, botched job. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> And then I filled it with trash. <laughs> yeah, I filled it with trash. Oh, Ooh, my Spencer. God. Big announcement. Yeah? The Liver King lied to us. He, he fucking lied! <laughs> the Liver King. Oh, I scared the dog. <laughs> I don't care about that. Actually, the big announcement is I launched my author website. So yeah. that's up and running now, and I'll slowly be adding to it. If you folks want to check that out, that is CalebJamesK.com. Ooh. Mm. I slapped together a real quick logo because I didn't feel like paying for one just yet. I might get a better logo in the future, but right now it's a skull with a quill pen dipped into the head of it. Mm-hmm. My initials on his forehead. There you go. Very neat. What are you doing back there, bro? Whatever you're doing, doesn't oh, you just flopped out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other announcements? Nothing, because no. I still have not heard back from any of my thousands of submissions. I have not got rejections, acceptances, nothing. I haven't even made it. I have one that's been in progress since like October third. That just gotta be frustrating. It's like just tell me that. Yeah. Just just tell me that you don't want it already. Well, even worse than that one is like the nine other ones in submittable are still one just received. They didn't even move on to the progress stage. I'm like, what is this take? They're all from October. Now I do have a handful of newer ones. I did. I think either last week or another week before. So I have like another five or six up in the air. Uh, and also even worse than the submittable ones, though, are the email ones because they have no idea. Mm-hmm. Like you don't even get a time frame. Oh, this is at least in progress. They're going to review. You don't know. You just, you just I Actually, I forgot about if I didn't write them on the board. Uh, There's a couple I was looking. I was like, when the fuck did I submit to them? It's like, oh, shit, I should put a date on these. When and what? Yeah, I don't It's just like, well, I put the, on the board, I put the story that I submitted, but I didn't put the date. So that's not very good, but I I'm getting a little impatient. But it could be worse. I could just be getting all rejections. So. You should just start submitting those stories to other places because that's when they're gonna respond to you. You know, once you have them in someplace else, yeah, that they might get accepted. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Uh, what about you? Anything on the home front here? No, no, not particularly. You want an Alan Moore Jerusalem update? Sure. I haven't read it in three days because mm-hmm. I've been doing actual writing and working on my website, so 
Uh, every time I want to read it, I just I run out of time. Mm. It's just like eleven o'clock, and I like should I read more of it? And I gotta go to bed. So yeah, that doesn't seem like a good time to try to get any of that read. Yeah, so my plan of finishing that by the year might not come to fruition now, just because I've been doing other stuff. So that's a good reason though to ignore it. I'm actually working. It's not just well, I can still read it. Yeah. Like when I get home from work, I don't have to watch like a video while I eat dinner. I could read the fucking book. But I just, you know what? It's all right. I've got a big plan for my reading goals next year, and uh, I'm sure I can fit in a lot of small novels then. So anyway, I guess that's about it. We'll come up with an idea for the show because Spencer came up last week's idea. Yes, I'm all tapped out. Yeah, he's good for one every two and a half point nine seven eleven years. Yes, yeah, that's about right. I said words. I don't know. Uh, so anyway, folks, stick around, and we have a great show for you. Yeah. <laughs> You are listening to the DPW Podcast. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Who referred you? That's what I want to know, people. Who referred you? Let us know. Who? Re- yeah. How'd you find us? That's something that people ask, it, right? It'd be nice to know. I mean, yeah, I would like to know how people found the podcast. Were they just browsing and they saw us? Because that's cool. Or did somebody recommend it? I don't know. So if you folks want to tell us, do it. I've been going to... Uh to random uh, public bathrooms and just like, if you want a good time, listen to this. <laughs> That's a good move. <laughs> if you want a good time and leave disappointed. <laughs> listen to this. It's kind of a conundrum there. It's a contradiction. There's no good time so, if you're disappointed. Subscribe to. It won't hurt that much. Uh, I am your host, Caleb James, with me today with a very stupid name that I didn't even spin. I didn't I didn't even spin the globe. <laughs> I just pointed to it. Uh, I don't even know why you got out of the chair. <laughs> I really shouldn't have. Spencer, the Qatar Queef Quacker Church. So you're quacking, but the sound that comes out is queefs, not quacks. Oh. So you're like a, a I guess duck. I guess that's better than queefing that sounds like quacks. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like you open your legs and they're like, <laughs> like Sometimes it might be, I don't know. That's something we should study. That's that deep research there. Oh, good Lord. You know how small Qatar is, too? And then that's what it landed on? Amazing without spinning. Mm, wow. 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 <laughs> I, I do that to Mindy and it always freaks her out. I just come up and I'm like, wow. Does that creepy? Uh, today we are discussing absolutely nothing. DBS episode for me. Though I did have a brief idea and I almost lost it there. But I think I got it. I think I wrangled <laughs> it back from the. Slipping through your fingers. Falling down that well of my subconscious where it just like, it's going to disappear and you're never going to know about it till three in the morning when all of a sudden you wake up and. Uh, I've been having really weird dreams, too, and it's just, uh, I, I think stuff is bubbling up from that well at night, and I don't like it. I do not like it, but I, I'll propose this to you because you'll know better than I, though I have read it as well. When Alan Moore worked on the Swamp Thing, mm-hmm. he reimagined the character, and I was watching his maestro class today, and today's episode was about... Um, because he did one on characters and how you do, you know, one-dimensional, two-dimensional, three-dimensional characters. And then today he was talking about, like, extreme characters. And okay. one of the things that he went on for a while, which you probably would really like this one, he was talking about, like, what if you take on a franchise character, you okay. know, an established character? There's one of two reasons this happens. One, uh, and we're going to use comics as his example, character that is failing, 
sales are down. That's the one you really want because you can do what you want. At worst, you just do a bad job and it doesn't go anywhere. It's not going to get, you know, the character is already a flop, so it's not going to go down any worse. Or two, you take on like a Batman or something, and now all of a sudden you can't experiment that much. You can't change the lore really. Like, you know, it's too strict of rules. That's not the fun mm-hmm. one. Uh, so he used Swamp Thing as an example, and he talks about the original, like his, how he went about recreating Swamp Thing and making it, you know, a success versus uh, what it was before. He, he even had numbers like, this guy remembers everything. But it was like 17,000 uh, books a month sold, which is probably amazing now. But oh, back yeah. then, yeah, it was terrible. And then he got it by the end of his thing. It was over 100000 or something a month. But what he said was he broke it down, and he, I think he used a Latin term, and I'm not going to remember that. Like, if you think about somebody who uh, I'll use the analogy of, like, a watchmaker or something, if you want to learn how to make a watch better, you have to take apart a watch and see how you can rebuild it better. So that's how he goes into those kind of characters. So when he took on Swamp Thing, he went with the origin. Uh, Swamp Thing was a man. Uh, he got blown up uh, in a chemical accident down his little swamp bayou or whatever. Falls in the swamp and the chemicals or something or other. He ends up coming Swamp Thing. Whatever. It was like a kind of a shitty origin. Well, it's very kind of like a toxic Avenger kind of like. Yeah. Uh, but Alan Moore's reinterpretation, what he did... He went back, and when he was looking at the original Swamp Thing run, uh, the origin of the character, he noticed that there was, like, dynamite or something under the guy's table, something like that. And he said it was, like, you know, feet away from his face, mm-hmm. and it blew up. So he's like, that guy died. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> like he's, He didn't fall into the swamp or stumble into the swamp and, you know, turn into a Swamp Thing. This guy is dead. So what he did, which you'll know... He reimagined the character is he's not a human. That guy's dead. Mm-hmm. And he also talked about research. And when, during his research for Swamp Thing, there's a type of worm that they tested. Uh, they would teach a worm how to run a maze. And then that worm, what they would do was uh, put it in a fucking like a what do they call that? Uh, that spins real fast. Oh. Not a cylinder. Um, but they use it to like mix blood or test things yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Well, he they put it in that and turn it into like a paste, mm. pretty much. It was fucked up. And then they fed it to the other worms, and the other worms by eating that worm Could ingested the intelligence. That's what he said because he, you know, he's kind of a wizard guy. Yeah. Uh, but basically, they were able to solve the mazes that they were never in before because the worm they ate had been taught how to do that. So he used the idea of being able to absorb consciousness or intelligence from another dead being. He did that with the plant life that absorbed the dead body of the scientist. And the chemical was the, um, like, that's what um, brought on the change. Like, the chemical, uh, it was the accelerant for something with the plant life. I don't remember. It's been a while since I read that. Uh, but the basically, the chemical was some kind of accelerant. And then... That's what interacts with the plants. And so when the guy, the scientist, dies in the swamp, uh, everything that eats him kind of like became conscious or something. And it thinks it's human, but it's not. It's just a mm-hmm. plant monster. Uh, and there is no human element, which is why it was such a great run, because now you have this thing that kind of thinks it's human, but it's not. It's just kind of absorbed the intelligence and consciousness like of the, a, Like the memories of yeah. Alec Holden. Yeah, so that's like a really cool reimagining. It's way better than just, oh, he just got fell in a swamp with chemicals yeah. and turned into a swamp monster. <laughs> yeah, because he's the one who like inter- uh, introduced the whole concept of like the green 
I'm pretty sure in the DC universe to where it's like, even though you have characters like uh, Poison Ivy who dabble in now because she, you know, does stuff with like plants and stuff. So, yeah, he like he kind of did kind of recreate that whole mythos or, you know, added on to it. He saved it by making it original and interesting versus whatever it was before. It was just like a story you've probably heard a bunch of times just in different mediums. Uh, so I, th- I thought that was really cool how he was just talking about like deconstructing an established character. And this can go with people like to write fan fiction. If you're going to write fan fiction, don't just be like, oh, I like Harry Potter, I'm d- but I like, you know, I want to talk about some of the side characters that don't get a lot of shine. And I'm going to write stories about them or about Harry when he's grown up that isn't written or whatever. How about you deconstruct it and try your hand at like, what if, well, see, I use the fucking poor example because I haven't read Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. You know, but like, say, what if Malfoy was the one that got the, yeah. the fucking, thing, you know, the bad kid or something? Or what if he found out he was Harry's long lost brother or something? You could like deconstruct things in a way where when you build them back up, you could make them better mm-hmm. or more interesting. And I, I mean, I just use fan fiction because that's what a lot of people write. I wouldn't recommend changing fan, like, you know, a super, again, because Harry Potter would fall into the Batman category. People are not going to like it if you fuck up the origin of Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, you'd have to use a failing character. Uh, what's a failing character you could think, either comics or otherwise, that could use a nice boost? You know, bring them back and make them better. There's a decent amount of characters, I'm, you know, for both companies that could really use uh, just like an overhaul, just because, like, now, uh, re- especially recently, the comics aren't really like the driving force as they, as they used to be, you know? They've just kind of more and more seem like, oh, this is just like the IP farm that we're going to use to take characters right. and stuff and use them in movies or shows or whatever, uh, which is fine, but it's just like you can tell with since both Marvel and DC are now part of bigger uh, companies that like the publishing of them in the uh, front line of, of things to, to, to get done. Um, I mean, there's a whole bunch of... Uh, Things you, I mean, the X Men are like in this huge. They did this whole thing a couple of years ago where they they all live on an island now that's ultra mutant and it it it's weird like it. Uh, and I haven't like read a lot of it because I've it it's okay, but it's just not my thing yeah. when I come to like X Men things. So like that would I would like, actually take them more back to like kind of their roots of like they protect the people that fear and hate them, you know, mm-hmm. and more of a traditional kind of. Uh, Stuff with them, which sometimes is what you have to do with um, characters uh, that are like bigger, you know, that's not yours. Is that because like sometimes you get people like, oh, I want to do this thing and I want to fucking take Spider Man to the moon. And it's like, well, Spider Man doesn't really belong on the moon yeah. like all the time. <laughs> so, like, just have him like, you know, stop some bank robbers or something for like an issue or two, you know? Right. Um, just with time in the comics, that's one of the reasons why I kind of like the medium so much is because you can do so much different kind of things like you can you can you know you can literally do anything that you want you know anything that your artist can draw for you so there is no budget constraints or anything like that i think that uh these companies see they always try to overhaul and reboot and do you know the new 52 and the new earth one two whatever they're always trying to do things like that but i would like to see like say a hulk like, okay, you got too many Hulk stories now. He's gone to other planets. He's mm. doing all kinds of crazy things. Maybe we could, like, bring it back and have just an original Hulk and just 
change them from the very beginning and make it not necessarily more realistic, but just more relatable. Mm-hmm. Because Hulk was relatable because, you know, he's a guy who had trouble controlling his anger and he was lashing out at people. But then now he's fighting people on the fucking moon and mm. being like Thanos' bitch on a rope and like yeah. just all kinds of weird shit. And it's just like, okay, like, it, there might be fun stories and all, but uh, who's relating to that stuff? You know, uh, you always, you know, um, you know, off air whenever just, you know, bullshitting at the po- podcast, you know, we, we always be like, oh, if you won the lottery, especially like whenever it was like up into the, like the billion dollars, if you won the lottery, what would you do? And you know what? I thought, like, I might just take it all and give it to either like Disney or like Warner Brothers or whatever and just be like, I'm going to give you this money and now I'm in charge of your publication. I don't want anything else. Just let me, you know, how I want to do, you know, let me run the actual publication of these characters. Like, let me be oversized and, you know, oversee and, and, and like, all that stuff. And then you might actually be able to make some money off of it, maybe. I don't think they care about making money off the comics, so. But they could make more money, They though. could make more money. I just don't think they care. Yeah. Which is something because, like, they used to, like... Like, in the 60s and, like, even, like, the 30s and 40s, like, comics were, like, selling, like, millions of copies. Yeah. Millions. Ridiculous numbers. And now it's just, like, like you said, like, you know, you get, like, I think, like, 10, 15, 20,000, like, copies is, like, good now. You know what I mean? Like, it's just crazy. Yeah, it's a a shame. I mean, it's also, why aren't people reading comics? Is it just because they don't care as much as they used to? Is it because people just don't read as much in general? Or is it because the stories suck? Well, and price has a, you know... The price, too. And I saw this with the big comic bust in the 90s. I think there's just... There's too many titles. We don't have to get into this stuff because people already heard us talk about this before. But, like, going back to what I was saying earlier, I think one of the big problems with this, and you'll find this with some of the movies now, too... It's not that relatable anymore, a lot of the stuff that's happening in these stories. Because all these stories were based on human elements. Yeah. You know, uh, grief, loss, sadness, anger, uh, just, you know, basic human emotions and things that people can relate to. You lose a loved one's a common one. Uh, The bad guy's trying to steal your wife, your husband. Like, that's another one. Uh, Then you have the bigger picture stuff. It's like a city's going to get wiped out. Or you have to make the moral decision. Do you save your husband or do you save the 10 people tied to a train track? Mm. You can only pick one. Things like that. But now when you start getting, even with like the end game stuff, when you have Thanos going to, when he's planning on snapping and killing half of the universe, which he does, that's almost so ridiculous of a number you can't fathom it and it almost didn't seem like it hurt at all. Yeah. Uh, it was only until they showed the people that you care about their personal loss. Mm-hmm. That's the only time that really mattered. But with some of these stories, they go so over the top and they kind of gloss over those personal elements. And then you just get like, oh, we're having fun going through space and shooting bad guys and blowing up spaceships. But then if you were to show, uh, which is what like the Orville does really good, if you had like a space battle if you eventually show the other side that was mm. in that battle and then the, the ones that lost and you seen, oh shit, like this person lost everybody they cared about and that they was on mm. that one ship. Like that all of a sudden, that's character development that gives motivation to the characters uh, and then it makes the conflict more real between the two sides versus when you have like a Star Wars, which I can't say on the new ones, but uh, when you're just blowing up endless stormtroopers and shit, you don't have any feelings towards them because right. you don't know anything about them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, just the 
either either you need to like either turn it down, you know, a little bit, like you said, to tell more um, like uh, focus stories, like character stories, or you go and just swing for the fences. But you still mm. have to, I don't know, find a way to make that relatable. And I mean, like, and that's in any medium when you're, you know, writing a story of, you know, especially in in one of the genres is. You know, you can fall in those traps yeah. really easily. Well, there's the problem with excess, uh, and we see this in modern culture. And I do want to go back to what you were saying real quick about, like, you know what, I'll use She-Hulk as an example. Mm. Because when you tell the more relatable stories, that's supposed to be Slice of America, kind of a small, you know, woman's career. That is, that's the the audience for that show. Think of, like, Ally McBeal or something. And... All the fucking, you know, right-wing super bros and alpha chats and all that shit just shit all over that mm-hmm. show. Not funny, blah, blah, blah. This whatever. Okay, so you want the over-the-top stuff, then you'll bitch about that and too much CGI. Yeah, but you're never going to be able to please everybody or anyone if you're if you're lucky at all. Yeah, but, oh, uh, what I was saying about excess. Um, when you have, like, these shows, uh, if they just have too much going on... People will not only lose focus, they just won't care anymore. And the, I use, I'm going to use a great example here. All right. I'm going to use a Jake the Snake Roberts quote. I'm going to paraphrase. I don't remember exactly. It might have been Dark Side of the Ring or something other or other I've seen of him. But he was talking about infidelity, cheating on his wife. And he basically said, I've done everything you could ever do sexually, mm-hmm. like sexual-wise. Like I've had three ways, four ways, five ways. And I was spanked. And he just went into all kinds of stuff. But he's like, but after all that, like, how do you just go back to having sex with your wife? Just yeah. plain vanilla sex. That's what you get with, like, the comic book movies and just movies in general. Quentin Tarantino is a good example. He has so much violence and gore in his movies. I love Tarantino movies. But then if you were to go and watch a samurai movie, like a, a Kita Kitasawa samurai movie from, like, I don't know, the 50s, 50s or something, <laughs> there's really no blood. Yeah. There's, you know, very limited action. You like, see, like, the guy swipe the and sword and, and the other guy go, oh, and falls over. It's just not, it doesn't seem very impressive, does it? It just is, you're like, okay. So what was once awesome, mm-hmm. when vanilla ice cream was first invented, fucking amazing, amazing. right? Amazing. But now you got fucking every flavor under the sun. You got macadamia, nut, chocolate, alpine sauce. Like, you got all kinds of weird stuff. Who wants just plain vanilla? Some people... But it's not as popular as it no. once was, obviously. And that's where we are in just society, and there's really no way going back that I can think of. Not without, like, some kind of disaster. Yeah, like a major disaster, maybe. But, yeah, but yeah, and, the, and the, you're saying it's just not, like, in comics, or it's like, it's like in all media. It's just, it's nice because, you know, you get all these streaming services and stuff, and they are trying to put up, you know, all this product and stuff, so it's nice as, like... Uh, like as a writer, because like oh, there's more jobs yeah. that you can try to get, but it also is like like uh, your show might not last as long because there's too it, many options. It just gets lost. It could be like the greatest thing ever. Well, but remember like, how I said I was really enjoying the first season of Peaky Blinders? It was only six episodes. I watched that, and I just I haven't got back. This is what three weeks ago now mm-hmm. or something. I haven't gotten. I haven't watched the second season yet. I don't even know if I'm going to. Not because I didn't like, like it was a good show. It's just like there's so many other things. And yeah. I'm just like, uh, is it like unless it's spectacular, right? Unless it's so over the top amazing, are you really gonna? You know, I mean, I guess a lot of people binge. Like I, I binge watch that Wednesday show, and I really like that. But for the most part, I don't binge watch shows like that unless they're short episodes. Like it's always sunny. Yeah. 
and again, that was something I already knew I really liked. So if it's just a B show or a B movie or whatever, a B book, you're probably not going to, like say you're reading a book series and it's just mid. Yeah. It's, just, it's not awful. It's not a C even. It's a B. B plus maybe. Is that enough to make you ignore all the A and A plus stuff? Mm. Probably not. Right. Like when you know you have, is like if, for me, if I was reading a book series, I'm like, oh, this is okay. Uh, then I read the second one. I was like, eh, it's, it's, it's all right. But then I see, like, you know, something really yeah. fucking cool. And then I read one of those. And I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. Let me just uh, throw that shit in the dumpster. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm going to get back to it at some point. So you were saying about the writing. Like, yeah, there's more jobs. But how are you going to stand out? You have to be excellent. Yeah. That's the only way you're really going to get the people to. They just have too many options. The only way you're going to get them hooked is to be great. Uh, that's why like people were so mad at the end of Game of Thrones apparently sucked because it was so great up to that point. Like they invested so much time. Like Walking Dead was one. I watched the first two seasons, I think. I was like, oh, that's really good. And then I was like, all right, it's a little too much walking and yeah. not enough dead now. Right. I don't really know if I like this. And then I just stopped watching, but everybody else stuck with it. Well, not everyone else, but some people a stuck good, with it. A good amount of people. And then there's like, it sucks. This fucking show is poop. Well, it's also, uh, and this is a whole other different to- um, uh, topic. But, uh, like, that also deals, like, with, like, what's the expectations that does the audience have and what, like, how much are they allotted to ha- kind of have a say? Like, you know, people complain about, like, Game of Thrones and, like, yeah, that last season wasn't as great as, like, some of the previous seasons. But it's also, like, what you wanted to happen didn't happen, so you're, like, you're upset about it. And it's like, well, you're not the guys who went and put in that all that time and effort and made, it. and made it and wrote it and, you know what I mean? And just because it's not, something doesn't go the way that you thought or wanted it to do doesn't always automatically make it bad just because it's not what you thought or wanted to happen. We live in a really weird time period, too, because people, if so, last season of Game of Thrones, they didn't care for. They didn't like it for whatever reason, maybe some of the reasons you just mentioned where it didn't go the way they wanted. So that means the whole series is garbage. Yeah, and that never got, that always got me, too, is just like, you know. Why uh, is every, why is the whole, like, because you get that with reboots, too. Yeah. Oh, they're making a new Ghostbusters. It's all female. I hate it. My childhood's ruined. Yeah. Oh, so the other Ghostbusters are ruined yeah. because of this one. Like, I didn't get that. Why did, why does it ruin anything? The uh, Another one that I always kind of use as an example when bringing the, this kind of stuff up is, uh, like, Dexter. Like, that first, like, Four seasons of so, a show are like really good, and then like the next couple of they're, they're, they're like so so. Then they've they've lost some stuff, but they're still it's still pretty good. And like that last season, so I was like was like yeah, it was pretty bad. But it's like that doesn't take out like all of that, you know? Like, say, yeah. Like say if I was like if I started Game of Thrones and I wrote, and I watched that first season and I was like I really like this, and people were like oh yeah, it's good except like kind of like. This like the last handful of episodes are not that great. I'd probably still watch it because like up until that point, it's still great. Like yeah. you know what I mean. Like that's still worth me watching. Even and now, granted, like I'm a huge, uh, you know, Stephen King guy. So obviously, like sticking the landing doesn't always, yeah. you know, isn't always a, you know, well, like a, Seinf- a deal breaker for me. But like a lot of people didn't like the ending of Seinfeld, and then Seinfeld sucks. So, like, nine seasons or yeah. whatever it ran that was just awesome up to right. that point sucked now just because the ending sucks? It doesn't make sense to me. 
Like, and it's also like, well, what would you have done? We talked about this before. Like, if he was like, oh, this is suck. Like, what, what, what would you do? You ever notice it's always the most uncreative, untalented mm-hmm. people that have those harsh opinions? It's like you can't even form a proper sentence on Facebook, but yeah. you want to judge the writing of a, a major million, if not billion dollar television program? Like, shut yeah. up. That are just like, you know, more the probably most recent of these are uh, two examples would be uh, Black Panther, the new Black Panther movie, mm-hmm. and the Black Adam movie. I almost, I almost sent you this real. This is a guy just, just, just shitting all over the Black Adam movie. It was like, what the Rock, what the Rock should have done for the past, like instead of trying to make this movie for the past fifteen years, is just collect this pee in bottles and then go to movie theaters and throw them at people, throw the piss at people's face because that's Jesus. how bad the movie. And it's just like, well, first of all, it's a superhero movie with the Rock. What? What were you expecting? Like, what are you, are you expecting? Uh, some kind of Citizen Kane level yeah, of like, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's a rock movie. It's a superhero movie of a character that nobody knows or gives a shit about. Like, just just go and enjoy the like the punching and the like the the, the spectacle of it. You know what I mean? Which is what is made to be a spectacle. Yeah, and then with the um the Black Panther get like all this hate, and it's just like. They had like real world issues, yeah. like with this film, like you know, when they dealt with that, like, like, because like when you watch the movie, it is a lot of like a of the grieving and trying to deal with the passing of Chadwick Boseman, like you know, like like that's a lot of dealing with like grief and trying to overcome that and you know what i mean and it's just like they filmed that during the pandemic too didn't they yeah and it's just like considering like what they had to deal with i think that they did a really good job with that movie now granted i don't think like you know if if they were you know if he didn't pass and they you know was able to stick with the uh, original plan and stuff. Yeah, it probably would have been a probably better movie but like i said considering what they've had to yeah got dealt with with that like I think they did a damn good job. People don't understand how difficult it is to make a bad product. Yeah. To make a bad movie, a bad TV show. Especially when you're getting like, you know, into that, like you got you got Disney and you got you got all these other moving parts. You have so many things. Like even if you're a small indie movie you were making. I'm trying to like make it smaller here. So if you had a small indie movie, think of like uh The Lighthouse. Uh-huh. You only had two actors. A lighthouse, one set location, and that's it. And be able to put that movie together is and make it interesting, yeah. let alone great, is fucking miraculous. Like, that would be so difficult. But people just, again, the most uncreative people, usually the people that want everything for free, mm-hmm. people that don't want to pay for music, they don't want to pay for books, they don't want to have to pay for streaming to watch television programs, they pirate stuff, they steal shit, they have no ability to make anything and they want everything else to come their way for free and steal it and then they just hate on it and i just want to be like you are useless yeah and i would like i just that's one thing i don't look forward to is like you know being a novelist when you fucking release your first book and say it does well and how many people be like oh yeah i want that book but i'm not fucking paying 15 dollars for that book that made you know took three years to write yeah it took you three years to write then like a weekend to read and then like an afternoon to criticize and to concede like oh and even worse are the ones who make videos and shit about it and you know get millions of views for hating on something like that's the worst type of creativity because it's not creative but 
people who make their living on like YouTube and TikTok and stuff just shitting on stuff. Um, Especially when you can tell, like, that's not your actual thoughts. Or you're anything. just doing it because that's going to give you the most yeah, clicks. Because yeah, you know, yeah, you know, that's what's going to bring in the the traffic. Well, like uh, the thousands, it seems like white dudes on uh, YouTube who just fucking shit bombed the Lord of the Rings show mm-hmm. super hard. It's like they were all making the same videos, and they're still making videos. It's been off the air for now for what a month, two months, three months. Like they wrapped up the first season. And they still keep making all these videos on it because it gives them clicks. It's like, do you really care that much about a fucking fantasy show that you're devoting this much of your you, life to it? You think if if it offended you, like, you know, if it offended you and upset you that much, you just wouldn't watch it. That would be like me constantly talking about Blood Meridian with everybody <laughs> I fucking... I didn't finish the fucking book. You know why? Like, everyone I meet. Blood Meridian. Blue... Why? Yeah. Like, why do people do that? Why is their whole personality based around shit they don't like? That drives me nuts, and I see it so much today. And it's beyond that now, because I follow some basketball pages on, like, on Facebook. It's ridiculous that just the amount of effort people put into it. Like, they they post, like, the most ridis- ridiculous stat lines. Like, for say, for, like, a LeBron James, because he's good for, uh, for them doing that, because they just hate his guts. They'll find the most obscure, well, LeBron James in 2008 missed blah, 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 free throws at a percentage of, and then he hit this many threes, but he missed this many in his efficiency rate. It's like, where the fuck did you find that? Did you research that deep of information just to shit on a guy on Facebook for five likes? Like, what is the purpose of this, you dickweed? I just, I don't get it. And I just make, like, I try to be kind and think. What are these people really going through? But anymore, I don't give a shit. No. Like, when you're that toxic of a person, I don't care if your life sucks. You don't take it out on people like that. But they don't take, like, I don't know if they're taking it out on people they know, but they're taking it out on strangers. Uh, And we've seen that with the fucking political landscape. Oh, yeah. Go on Twitter and just, whatever's trending, whatever political news is trending, just click any of the talking heads It's the shit and just look at all the fucking vomit that is just spewed. Hateful vomit. You know what be you know what just popped in my head would be a fun like exercise to see what happens is just to go on something like that. Doesn't matter what the thing, what the topic, what blue, red, whatever, and just whatever the the thing is, and go in the comments and just type and just type in I believe the opposite and just, <laughs> just, see, <laughs> and just see how many fucking just comments you get. Yeah, just go on one of those like right wing talking heads pages and be like, liberals rule, and then go on a Democrat <laughs> page and be like Ooh, QAnon's the best. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like them grooming goddamn Democrats. And there's like, what? Lizard people. Lizard people. Like, just fucking stop. I just want people to stop. I just get off the internet. That's the solution. Yeah. Just stop. Like, just quit it. What's happening in your life? Are you focusing on anything? I was listening to a podcast the other day. And they were discussing, I don't remember the exact topic, but one of the things they brought up was, uh, you know, when you're driving and you get to your destination, don't even remember driving there. Yeah, especially when it's like a thing that like you're driving to work, you do it all the time. You're just well, they were talking about like kind of like, you know, aging and stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, when you get older, things go faster and stuff. It's like, well, that's what we always believe. When you get older, you know, things just move faster. It's because your brain has a genetic, like through evolution, it processes things differently. Like 
when you're a young kid, everything's new. Mm-hmm. So you're constantly absorbing and learning information. But when you stop challenging yourself, stop taking in new information, stop doing things that aren't routine. Uh, because humans uh, evolved to have a safety measure where if something is safe, that's the routine. Oh, well, so, creatures of habit. Yeah, but then in the 20 fucking first century when you were just going to work in the morning, coming home, watching TV, whacking off and going to sleep, and that's your routine and you do it day in, day out, you're not living. But when you live in the, with that routine and stuff, you, your ba- brain basically wants to use the least amount of energy as possible, so it goes on autopilot. I think the topic was about being uncomfortable. Mm. Uh, I was the Art of Manliness podcast, and I think it was a republished, like it was an older episode they published and uh, put out again. It was about uh, how you know you should do things that make you uncomfortable, not just because it makes you feel alive, but it breaks that auto mode, like that, like because you could become like an automatron. You do because I do that all the time. Oh yeah, it's like every fucking week I'm just like. It's fucking Friday already. I feel like I didn't, even though I do stuff after work and I do writing and, you know, reading and all kinds of shit. But it's like when I don't, like this whole year has just flown by because I've barely done anything out of my comfort zone, Mm -hmm. which I've been trying to change lately. Like I joined like that writing workshop and uh, just like trying to do something, you know, something I'm not. Because like we didn't even do like, um, you know, we hardly did any like conventions or anything this year. No, there wasn't really be, anything around. And you know that's something. Even if it's like, like even if it's like to a place we went to a convention we went to before. Normally each year is different enough, and we've talked about this before. You normally like we go to a convention and we come back and we're like re-energized. Yeah, and we got like this kind of new focus and energy and wanting to like a drive to get stuff done. Well, and the one reason for that is not just because we meet creative people and stuff, but it's like just think of even the simple drive to a, a convention, even if it's somewhere like Cleveland where we've been a few times now, it's still like that's not somewhere. We go all the time. No. So if you're driving to Cleveland, you're alert. Yeah. Like you remember the drive there, and it's long. It seems <laughs> fucking takes forever, even if it's only like three hours for us. But it's like you remember that drive. But then on the drive back, it's just like, ah, well, right. Like it doesn't seem that as bad. Uh, but that's because you know you broke through that because you're uncomfortable now. Mm-hmm. You're doing something out of the ordinary for you. So now you break that auto cycle and you could just like really live for a little bit and things slow down. Uh, the guy in that podcast, he was talking about, he went on like a hunting trip uh, for like a month in like Alaska or somewhere crazy. And he didn't have it like his phone didn't work and he didn't like bring any books or something. Like he didn't have anything to do. He's like the, the amount of boredom he had, it was ridiculous. Like the time just never passed. Mm. And I was like, man, that's, that's true because, there are certain situations where you don't, you know, say you really went to church or something, you don't like church, and it's really boring. Or I've had this when I've gone to different events that I don't want to go to, but I'm drugged to. And it's just like, it's just taking forever. Like if you're in the DMV. Yeah. And even if you have your phone, you're just like, this is so fucking boring. It takes forever. But also, that's a situation that you don't normally do. You're not at the DMV all the time. Uh, so there, Hopefully you're not. Yeah, hopefully you're not. So I do want to make it a point where I... St- Try to break my routine now. And even if that just means like, hey, on a Wednesday night, I'm just going to go out to eat or I'm going to go. Because I have, it's like, hey, we have a set thing. Oh, on the weekends is when we go out to mm-hmm. eat. The weekdays are for work. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I should start taking like just a random Tuesday off. And just go to a cafe and fucking do some writing or drive to Pittsburgh. Just do something mm-hmm. random. Because I, I don't know about you, but I'm absolutely fucking sick of this just coasting through and doing, like, you just feel like you're doing nothing, even if you might be accomplishing stuff, because it's just, 
just nothing's happening really. Well, like that's what um when you're talking about the uh the the coasting, like I normally off like Sunday Mondays, and it's like you know Tuesdays first day back to work. I'm tired, not doing anything. Yeah. Like Wednesday, Thursday, I normally have things after work to do. By then, but but then by fr- Friday and Saturday, I'm just trying to get by to the week, to, you know, to the days off without, you know, dying. And then it's like, oh, well, the first day off, I'm just gonna spend recuperating. And yeah. then like the one of the day off, it's just like then you don't, you're too lackluster to do anything. It's just it's a it's a shit show. That's usually on Saturdays. I don't I don't accomplish anything. And then Sunday I have to do all my fucking shit. And I'm just like, ah, I didn't even have a weekend. Mm. Didn't enjoy it. Uh, I'm just I'm because yeah, so- it's never like a, a laying around that you just like ah it's a laying around and you're just contemplating like you just feel like shit because you're not doing anything but you <laughs> yeah. don't feel like doing anything it's just that that, that unfocused yeah uh, yeah just it's terrible uh, I'm not a fan of that but that's how I've been living for at least a year now because at least I had some cha- like you know we got this house a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got married the year after that. So it's like there were some big things with Colorado, California, just and stuff. But then this last year, we just settled into doing really nothing. Like there was, I mean, I had to take some trips and stuff, but nowhere exciting enough where it's like really kicked me into gear for more than a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm definitely overdue for an uncomfortable experience. That's enjoyable. That's the mm. thing. You don't want to go like to prison or something. Mm. That's a different kind of uncomfort. So I got a place you can go if you want an uncomfortable experience. Oh, what the fuck was it they always said in Mall Rats at the back of uh, El Camino? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, folks, if you liked this episode, why wouldn't you? It was so good. So good. Uh, the Ramblin' DBS episode. You can... I don't know why I said that. Hey, how about give us a review? That's another thing I never say yeah. on here. Yeah, give us a review on iTunes if that's a thing anymore and whatever podcast app you use. It would be greatly appreciated because it boosts us in the algorithm and then the people algorithm. could find us. And if you want to let us know how you found us, uh, you can follow us on social media at DPW Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Also been toying with the idea, again, of making some YouTube videos for the DPW but not like reviews. Um, shit, I already forgot what the fuck I was gonna do. <laughs> I guess it wasn't good. Oh well. Oh no, just like breaking down like certain books and stuff I like in a cooler way. But that's that's probably still in the future. Because now I got a new phone that actually has a nice camera. I could just use that mm. or something. I don't know. Uh, also, folks, you can follow my website, Caleb James K. dot com. I am posting some writing stuff on there. Uh, I'm going to be posting some older stuff on there from DPW, but I will be, not periodically, consistently posting new stuff on there as well. Uh, And then also, when my publication history starts building up, I will have all the links to there. Uh, The first one doesn't drop till February. That's my first publishing date, I guess, that's coming out. Uh, And I, like I said, haven't heard back from anybody else. Um, So keep an eye out on that. And Spencer's OnlyFans. Go ahead, you tell Spencer. I won't say it again. Uh, the Qatar uh, Queef Quacker Church. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, thank you for listening, and we will check you next week. Where is next week going to be our recap of the year? Mm, I don't know if it's that week or the week after. Probably the week after, right? I think so. Yeah, because I think we still got like two weeks until Christmas. Maybe. Yeah, I keep forgetting. It's like it's beginning of December. Not <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's weird because it's like not winter. 
It's been like no. 50 degrees this all like up for two weeks now. It's and weird. rainy. And rainy, yeah. It's like it's, it's not winter time. It's like no. It's what November, early November used to be like. Uh, so anyway, folks, check you later. Thank you.